With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, sports talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. Wow! What's happening? Before we hop into the action, I want to thank everyone so much who hung out and listened to 97.5 The Fanatic today. I hosted right after the Phillies game, so I caught everyone's emotions right after the game in the parking lot, driving home. So it was really cool uh, to interact with everyone and everyone who called in. Thank you so much. There's, there's a lot of support from the YouTube channel that really do uh, take it to the next level that I can't express my love for you and all of the uh, support. It's just crazy. It really is. So thank you. We're on the road to 20,000 subscribers. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button as well. And Twitter, at Broads81. Head on over there. Hit that follow button. I appreciate it all. I love you all. And enjoy the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Sports Talk with Broads. That Zach Wheeler performance was just absolutely outrageous. He retired 22 straight batters. He had nine innings, zero earned runs, two hits, one walk, 11 strikeouts, 99 miles per hour, right by VR, right by Pete Alonzo. A beautiful off-speed pitch coming inside Dominic Smith for a big swing and a miss. Conforto fishing on the outside part of the plate with the nasty curveball. Look, this Mets team, they have their own problem where they can't hit any fastballs, even if, and you saw this throughout the three-game series in its entirety, even if there's someone on the bump who throws 93, 94, lower 90s, they cannot catch up. It's, it's insane and wild to think about the talent that's on their roster and how everyone is underperforming and looking this abysmal and lost, but they can't catch up to any fastball. So what did you think was going to happen when Zach Wheeler was out there? He knew what to do, too. If you look at the percentages of his pitches thrown tonight, he clearly thought about how much they're lost, and he was going to dictate the pace with fastballs. Yup. A lot of strikes, too. Over 75% of his pitches were strikes. He made a huge jump in his fastball rate. He knew, and that's what good pitchers do. That's a good game plan as well, and they flat-out executed. What I loved the most, though, was just seeing the demeanor of Zach Wheeler, looking at his facial expression, his body language, and on the day that it happened with Roy Holiday, it's absurd, right? I like to tie this to a Madison Bumgarner. That's my go-to guy. 
That's the player that I like to use as an example of give me the ball. Zach Wheeler has the swagger right now of a Madison Bumgarner when he was playing for the San Francisco Giants and winning multiple championships. And I feel, too, this fan base is such a crucial part to this team. If you were to look at the the roster and go down the list, the fans is on the roster. There's something to be said about the way this team has personality, character, and they're feeding off of what we're doing. And we're doing this because of them. Let's be clear. They turn this around after losing two straight to the horrendous Pittsburgh Steelers. Fr- Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Pirates. From that spot, they earned this respect that they're getting. And we believe in them because this is not the same as the Gabe Kapler-led first place Philadelphia Phillies from a few years ago that would plummet after starting the season off so strong and basically doing what the Mets are doing now. That's where the Phillies were. It's the complete opposite where the Phillies came from the basement, if you will, the bottom half of the division and now they're shooting up because they're doing all the little things right. Not all of the little things. I cannot say all of the little things due to poor defense. Not that we saw that today like we did in game one of this series and even game two of this series. And I'm looking at you, Alec Bohm. I'm looking at you, third base. Not all the little things. But they're doing a lot of the little things at the rate that they need to, and it's a really fun watch. Zach Wheeler, by the way, now leads the majors with 156 innings pitched and 181 strikeouts. How about the one-handed play? When the ball came back to him, he's somewhat backpedaling on the mound. He utilizes his bare hand, catches it, sets his feet, and fires it to first base. What? What are we doing here? How about this, too? Oh, man, my brain is just going in so many different directions right now. How about when he sees a a leadoff double to start off the game? You would think that maybe that would mess with you mentally. You would think, uh-oh, okay, the Mets are fired up, especially because of what happened against this same squad in Game 2 where Joe Girardi elected to go with Yovera in the ninth inning. And because of that, back-to-back-to-back homers, we were questioning all over the place. Every place I would stop at, Wawa, Heritage, Lowe's, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever place I went to, everyone was asking the same damn question. Did that wake up the New York Mets at all? Was there something that would just spark a tiny bit of life, enough for the Mets to believe that maybe there is something that's going to happen on Sunday because of the long ball that they witnessed and that little jolt, just that tiny little jolt in their hearts in that ninth inning? Would that give them any sort of power? And now you see a leadoff double to start the game off. There was a, there was something inside of me, my gut, as soon as I saw the leadoff double. I was a tiny bit nervous that maybe we wouldn't get an elite Zach Wheeler performance. <laughs> wow. Awful. Awful thing to think about. <laughs> and I know just a little bit ago, I touched on the character of this team. I know this sounds silly, and I know this sounds small, but when Reese Hoskins is making funny faces and he's doing goofy things, and now he knows that the camera is on him because I'm sure he saw the GIFs and the videos surfacing the Twitter sphere and everybody retweeting them, 
those are the minor stuff that you do throughout a clubhouse and on camera and in front of the fans that makes us feel connected to you. We've never liked anything about this team. They weren't very relatable. And how ironic that I'm bringing this up. The same day that we see Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Chooch, and that 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 second of seeing Chooch kiss his fingers, kiss his hands, and put it on the number 34 after it was revealed, heartwarming. I started breaking down at times for sure. Not physically pouring tears down my face, but everybody knows that that sob, that internal feeling, the goosebumps that run up and down your spine. Come on. But how ironic that I reference needing the connection the same day that we see those players back on the field and hearing their names get called. I was the glory days. That's what I grew up on. I only knew personalities in Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, with Shane Victorino, Jason Wirth, Pat Merle. <laughs> That's what it was all about. You related to the team. Now, I wasn't with the 93 squad, and I'm sure the old heads, I shouldn't have said that. Come on now, Broats. They're people too. The older individuals in this world would say that 93 team was insane. How much they connected with the city with the way that they played on the diamond. It reflected them. Their swag to them. The culture. Well, it, it's, it's stupid, goofy faces in the dugout. It's that connection. It's the bond. We love the way they play because it's real baseball. It's not Fugazi baseball. They have an easy schedule. No doubt about it. That plays a role in their second half push. You know what else plays a role, though? Having Bryce Harper's MVP odds drop to more of a realistic number because he's carrying this team. Zach Wheeler, what's that? A favorite to win the NL Cy Young? It's not only just, well, their schedule stinks. No, no, no. They're pursuing it, too. Their foot is on the gas, and they're exploding. They're not winning games because the other team is losing the game. This is pure excellence with this eight-game win streak that we haven't seen in forever. And to start the month of August this way, what? Who are the Eagles? They play on what? Thursday? I haven't heard a damn peep about the Philadelphia Eagles yet. So, on the Fanatic tonight, I had so many callers leaving the ballpark because I was on from 4 to 8 p.m. So, when they were leaving the ballpark and the game was over, I was basically starting my show. So, it was nonstop reaction. A lot of people were calling in from Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot, just hanging out, watching fans walk to their car, seeing people high-fiving and and chanting, sweep, sweep, sweep. And I'm sure that that's such an awesome experience to take out the chair, just wait a bit, wait for everyone to leave so when you want to leave, it's accessible and there's not an obnoxious amount of traffic. But a lot of callers stated this. Yeah, I went to every game this series. Whoa, what? Going to one game is awesome. Showing your support and being there on one Friday night is cool. To hear how many people went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they just nonstop were buying tickets. That's what this team is doing right now. That's the needle that's being moved. And they should embrace it. And it's real. It's real. 
They're not just there because they happen to be in first place in a poorer division. Because that's not what it is. We take pride in their effort right now. Gene Chagora hitting a bomb to get the boys going. JT Real Muto first pitch swinging on Walker. The only thing you're walking, nope, the only thing you're watching is JT Real Muto walking around the bases after crucifying one of your pitches. I butchered the hell out of that. I don't care. And how about our lovely Bryce? Of course he has to sneak in a homer. Of course he has to go opposite field and show some power. Dude, this can't be real life. If you told me two weeks ago that I'd be sitting here, I'd be saying, yeah, because I'm dead and I'm in heaven. And I'm and I'm just there hoping for what I wanted to see, which was the Phillies be in this position to shut me up, to hashtag double bird flip broads. See, now I'm really off. Hashtag flip broads the double bird. I got to get back on track. It's been a long day. I got home from the, the radio show at 9.23. I crushed a fat cup of joe. And here I am at 10.01 getting ready to complete this show and talk even more about Zach Real. I could talk about him all night long. That's the thing. That's what's crazy. That's why my mind is so screwed up as an individual. If you want me to finish this show and then go talk for four more hours somewhere just describing to you my emotions and the way that I love Zach Wheeler and I love the way the team is playing right now. Uh, oh! Oh! <laughs> I hated this team. It's so funny to think about where I am right now compared to where I was, but I think it was just bottled up emotion of so many egregious, egregious games where I lost it. I snapped. And now they're just proving me and a lot of others in the city wrong about the way that we analyze the team. But to be fair, and this relates to a group chat that I have where they're just having some fun with me. Bro, you're not allowed to enjoy this. Turn your TV off. There's no way I'm going to accept you acknowledging this run. And it's all fun and games and whatnot. Uh, but here's the thing I'll say about anyone who thought that this would be possible. I just don't know what you're basing that off of. Other than hope and you're praying. That's all. You just want them to be good. And you believe that, hey, maybe there's a chance. But there was nothing over a three-year window with this same core here that would tell you that this would happen. I love that it did. And I really do admire that we're here. And I needed this. I needed to see great baseball. I never truly have yet in a long time. And especially since doing this. I've never been able to, to get this side of Phillies baseball. And it means a lot. Something that came up over the show, though. Right now, I almost personally feel this is house money. I never thought it would be here. Therefore, that I have it. It's awesome and it's cool. And I'm experiencing the moment. It's a lot different if you're the Sixers and the expectations is to win an NBA championship. Because the bar wasn't very high, the fact that it's happening is that is that something that is going to make us feel better about the situation than it is. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But are we intensifying our feelings because 
the expectations weren't there. If your expectation is to win the championship and you don't, it's very disappointing. Regardless, to make the playoffs this year, what were they, a 500 baseball team? If you look at the Vegas odds to start the season, they were nowhere even close to making the postseason. So anything is house money. The problem is you take that too far and you start thinking about, you know, what can they do here to get themselves to the World Series? Well, let's calm down just a second. I'm in the right now. I don't want to overthink things. I don't want to think about the series, five series ahead, and the Braves, and this and that. While I'm keeping my eye on every game that's happening in the National League East, we do need to find this middle ground because you start to overcomplicate things if we're going to go too far big picture with this eight-game winning streak that popped up out of nowhere. One series at a time. It's constant tests. The Mets was a big test for me. I said I would reassess this team and share a new demeanor after I saw the the New York Mets series. I said this during the National Series. So they swept the Nationals. They passed that test. They swept the Mets. They passed that test. And they're going to lose eventually, right? It's going to happen. You have to control your thought, and your brain when that happens. Because, you know, let's not go too far to the extreme. They're going to lose a series that maybe they should have won. They're going to drop two of three. There's 162 baseball games. Think about every World Series winner every season. They will go through an experience in the regular season where they fall to a team that they shouldn't. It's inevitable. There's no escaping that. We have to control. We can't go too far after a loss either. But you just had a, a serious series against the New York Mets, that garbage, stinky, awful baseball team, and you were able to step on their throats, basically, and really hurt them. You can see their tone after the game, listen to the manager, listen to the players speak. They're sick. And I don't see a way that they're just climbing out of this funk that they are on. This is a legit collapse. Which they do. They tend to do that. Let's live in the right now, though. Let's just embrace what they're doing. Let's see this journey, acknowledge the journey, and and let's not go to an extreme on both sides. There's just no need for it right now. No need to overthink and overcomplicate and no reason to get too upset if they're to fall a series. No one's going to run away with this thing. The Phillies are not going to get an insane amount of separation on the Braves and just go. It's not going to happen. The Braves will win. They made their moves at the deadline. They're feeling better about themselves, even though they gave up that second game of the series in the ninth inning, and the Nationals came up so clutch to really help out the the, the red pinstripes in the Phils. But the Mets, the Braves, even the Mets, the Mets are still going to be involved. I know right now it's easy to say no, they're not, but they're going to still hang around there. It's, it's going to be a dogfight until the end of September. We know that. So let's just take it game by game where Aaron Nola is going to be taking on Max Scherzer. I thought we'd escape Max Scherzer. Well, you won't need to see Max Scherzer anymore. He's not playing in the National League East for Washington. Well, the first time you play his new team, here he is waiting for you. You escaped having to play Walker Bueller, though, and he's a he's a force. He's a problem. Maybe this Phillies offense, though, would just <laughs> blow him up just like <laughs> they're blowing up everybody power game right now. Home run, home run. Somebody's stepping up. You hear the news that Odubo Herrera has an Achilles problem. Not good. He joins the list of Reese Hoskins. He joins the list of Didi Gregorius 
and Andrew McCutcheon. Cannot be good at all. You throw Luke Williams in, but even without O'Double, who's been really solid in the month of August. Doesn't matter. Next. Wow. Bench guys are doing their jobs, and even more more than that. They're doing more than their jobs. They're doing way more than their jobs. That's a smack in the face. It really is. Where was I going to go here? I wanted to go somewhere, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and I don't think I'm going to get it, and I'm really disappointed about that. So I might even stop the video because I need to remember that thought because I thought it was that good to talk about. And I'm so pissed that I haven't actually thought about it yet. So now I'm actually going to have to pause it. I was just buying time. And, yep, I'm doing it. Ah, yes, there it is. Okay, so Archie Bradley was warming up in the ninth inning just in case something happened with Zach Wheeler. Not that anybody thought it would really be the case because he was so dominant and that's how special Zach Wheeler was. But let's play the hypothetical game that maybe something happened where there was noise and traffic on the bases and the New York Mets was surging to a minor, minor level and Archie Bradley would have been the, the, the man that got the number called instead of Ian Kennedy. Two philosophies here. Philosophy number one, Ian Kennedy's usage and tried to get him some time with an off day tomorrow, which is significant for the entire team. Or two, I mentioned how bad the Mets are with the fastball at the moment. Well, Archie Bradley's been throwing with some heat. He's been throwing with some intensity, and, and he's been definitely a force out there. So maybe they just thought matchup-wise, this team cannot catch up they will not catch up. Archie Bradley has been very successful as of late. Let's just do it because it makes the most sense and uh, he can crush them. Just something to think about, though. I don't love the Ian Kennedy experience. I don't like him closing. I know they're going to try him as much as possible because of the trade that they made. And he technically did not blow the game. He just allows runs and allows home runs and has been somewhat ugly even though he shows you fire, gives you the fist pumps. And I'm thinking of Gene Segura rounding first base after the homer, carrying the bat halfway down the line, spiking the bat at the ground, and jumping up for joy. And the raw emotion on his face is everything you need to know about where this team is. The fans are connecting with the players. The players are loving the fans. It seems like a brotherhood, and we're on the same team. There's no hostility really involved. It's it's pure. And it matters that it's pure. It's not forced. It's legit. It's serious feelings for one another. It's almost, it's hard to describe, right? But it's almost like the word love. You can't describe love. It's just there. And I think love is what it is, what I'm talking about. But it's there. It's there. You know it. You just feel it. You can't describe it. How about that? I also love DraftKings Sportsbook, though. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. You can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code BROGE when you sign up for fantastic odds boosts and promotion. That's promo code BROGE for a limited time for some of these odd boosts and promotions. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, let's flood to the Anytime Hotline. Let's hear your thoughts on the game. I'm excited. Here we go. 
Holiday would be so damn proud. He's up in heaven right now with a smile on his face with Wheeler. He should be the Cy Young winner. He should be at this point. Like, And with the Phillies, like, I've been lost for words. I, I haven't had this fun, this much fun, watching the Phillies in years, at least a decade. And one more thing, Bryce Harper's the MVP. Fuck the Mets. They suck. Fuck, we're talking about the fighting here. Let's go, Phil! <laughs> I love the ending. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you seriously analyze this and see a Cy Young winner in Zach Wheeler and the MVP of the National League in Bryce Harper, what an insane turnaround. And you're right. I don't remember feeling this way in quite some time. And, and quite frankly, I almost lost what this was. I, I, I just, I didn't remember it. Like, I truly can say and honestly mean I have never felt this way. I forget what it feels like. I never felt this way is not what I was trying to say. No, I told you my brain is mush. I've been on this topic very long today. 22 in a row, he retired. Yes, absolutely, a thousand percent. Roy Holiday, upstairs in heaven, is smiling. And then you hear the quotes afterwards about him touching Zach Wheeler, and it just gives you the goosebumps, the beauty of sports. If you've been here from the beginning, you know that that's what got me a sports fan. I'll never forget it. I was playing junior hockey. I lived in a hockey house with about 10 teammates. It was a riot. We got after it. It was insane and hard to even describe. Next door was a local college team, and the quarterback lived there, and he really helped me take this sports fandom to a new level. And one of the things he stated to me over and over and over again was the beauty of sports. You just have to appreciate the beauty of sports. Well, sometimes these moments where you think about the connections towards this and Roy Holiday and everything, when you go down the list of this team's winning streak and retiring 22 straight, it gives you the goosebumps. And it's a beauty of sports thing, which it just doesn't make any sense. It's why sports is so special. The ceremony was perfect. The Phillies do a great job at those ceremonies. I didn't love seeing John Middleton. Sometimes his face just rubs me the wrong way. Obviously, he's going to be a big part of the night. But he puts on a good showing there, always, when they come together to to make these type of decisions. Let's go to the next call. What's up, Broads? Uh, first, I just want to say I uh, love the show. I'm uh, calling all the way from Virginia, and I uh, listen to the show religiously. But on a baseball, um, Phillies are looking real good. I'm really getting uh, excited about this. But uh, on a nice little tear, swept the Mets. Always feels good to sweep the Mets. But we got the Dodgers on Tuesday, and uh, a little nervous about that. This, uh, this will show us uh, where we really are and if we can really be a playoff contender. If we can win the series against the Dodgers, I think uh, think we're going to start making some noise around baseball. I'd love to see it happen, and I'd love to see the Phillies flip me and you both double bird because I was losing faith as well, but hell, it looked good right now. I, can't... <laughs> I love that. Flip Rhodes the double bird. Flip both of us the double bird. I'm okay with that. I'll accept that any single day of the week. To act as if one, it was outrageous or irrational to think that this Phillies team was in a bad spot. That's just not true. And to act as if it was wrong to feel that way. You're wrong. I'm just not believing that you are correct with your statement when you say we were wrong for being in that reaction mode of this team needs major change.
First things first, though, thank you so much for all the kind words. Saying you watch this religiously is just insane to me. In, in a good way, I'm saying. It's just like it blows my mind that, you know, there are people out there that love this content so much. And I'm so happy to be able to provide that for people. The amount of DMs, direct messages, emails that I get, text messages of the Anytime Hotline, it, it really does warm my heart. And I can't thank you all enough for what you do uh, for me. The fact that you support me the way that you do, you are the best. And that's why I say I love you, I love you, I love you. Basically, every single time I start a show and transition from the opening to the start of the podcast. So I really, truly do mean that. Two, with the Dodgers. Yeah, it is another test, right? You can have multiple tests. I talked about the test. That's what I used to kind of compare things and correlate things. You get multiple tests in a year. You're going through your exams. But eventually... I mean, in theory, every single series could be a test. It's not going to be a test every single time. But you'll find a way to make it that way, right? Because the Dodgers one is a test. The Cincinnati Reds are playing good baseball. Joey Votto at one point this season was just crucifying Homer, 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 Homer in a lethal stretch every single damn game. Multi-homer on nights. He's still doing it at the age of 37. That's crazy. So after the Reds, it'll be a trap game series against the Diamondbacks. You'll constantly spin a storyline for every series to be a test. I think some are held to a higher regards than others, and you need to properly just gut feel how some are more worthy than others. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so incredible. You know they're going to win. You go into games knowing, confidently, They are going to win. And that's saying a lot considering you still have third base as a whole defensively. Knowing that your your bullpen isn't perfect. Players are finding roles. You're solidifying spots now. You're solidifying Hector Neris. You're solidifying Jose Alvarado. There's a groove to their bullpen. And who's a later inning guy? Who's not? It's all coming together and it's forming. It's being molded. I'm pissed that they have an off day. I don't want an off day. Play every day, damn it. Normally when they have an off day and they're so upsetting, it's, whew, thank God I don't have to put myself through that pain. There's no way I want to see them compete tonight. They don't compete anyway. They stink. There's nothing worse than uh, than watching them play through those stretches. Now it's a complete opposite. Play more. I want a game every night. No one's complaining about the length of baseball. Is anyone? Is anyone saying baseball games are too long? Yeah, exactly. Zach effing Wheeler. Nothing else needs to be said today. You know, on a day where you honor the memory of Roy Halladay and retire his number, that was a Halladay-esque performance. That was a master class on pitching. Putting the baseball where you want, when you want, getting quick outs with relative ease. I know Halladay wasn't that overpowering, But that's what he did. Pitch to contact, work quick, and call it a day in like two and a half hours. I see guys like Vince Velasquez that throw hard, but pitching is an art. And Wheeler was a master Rembrandt today, just a tremendous performance. I love that you brought up pitching to contact. That's something that Aaron Nola utilizing that sinker is just not happening as much anymore. He's throwing it around 10%. Earlier in his career, he would throw more 
towards 20. So that's absolutely an element and a great thing for you to mention. A lot of soft contact, a lot of dead contact, ground balls, not afraid because they know it, it's it's not going to be anything special and it's not going to be anything that's going to hurt you. Let's pitch to contact. You won't get my sequence down. You won't catch up to my fastball. He had, through four innings, the most amount of 99 miles per hour or faster pitches through four innings in one game than in his entire career. This was more than just wild and special. It was more than wild and special. It was more than that. This was elite of the elite of the elite type of effort. Zach Wheeler, baby. Who would have thought? I loved the signing at the time. I used to work with someone down at 97.3 ESPN. He hated it. I tried to convince him that he was overreacting to the injuries and the history that he had in New York. I thought he'd be good, and I think he'd be sub-3 ERA in two years for the Phillies when he didn't do that at all with the Mets. No, I, I didn't think it would be like this. No, not, not at all. The fact that my three pitchers right now, Wheeler, Gibson, Suarez, is telling you a lot about the difference from where we were when the first game started and where we are now. And that is where we will shut it down. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode, and I will see you next time.